Well, hello and welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name is Gavin Smith and it's a joy to welcome you today. Our first podcast in 2024. It's the new year and Sharon Clark is joining me. Welcome, Sharon. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me. It's an absolute joy to be back here again, chatting with you about all things administrative. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the invitation. Oh, it's great. We we love it. And uh, yeah, both involved in admin and ops, both been involved for a long time. Sharon's written a, a brilliant book on administration and, and we should cover that and promote that at the end. But uh, yeah, I hope you've, uh, listeners, I hope you've had a kind of first week back to work and uh, I wonder what your experience has been. Ours has been interesting, hasn't it, Sharon? Well, tell me tell me about your first week back at work. Ah, yes. Yeah. So I was just saying, I was complaining earlier today that um, it felt a little chilly in our auditorium, which is quite big. And uh, somebody said that, oh, that's because our, our heating system in there is not working quite properly. So, uh, and of course, the temperature now has dropped dramatically. Yeah. In fact, somebody told me that it's snowing outside. I can't see it myself, but (laughs) so yes, suddenly we're back into, oh my goodness, how do we deal with the cold weather having been lulled into a false sense of security so far? Yeah, we have had so much rain every I'm I'm appreciating the cold Sharon because we we had so much rain and and boxing day I got called into the church as uh ceiling tiles were were dropping through the roof setting the alarm off oh, no. with a huge water leak so yeah our roof is leaking multiple places um it's still raining apart from until today so we, it's the first time today we've been able to get up there and have a look and oh yeah and it's one of those you can't fight it's a needle in the haystack and uh, we've got a flat roof and uh, I'm sure roofs are a real bugbear with lots of administrators. Yeah, um, I feel so, for um, yes. <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? You, you you walk back in the first week and you're never really sure what's going to happen. Um, you come back to a building and, yeah, it's been empty for a week and you, it seems all the problems seem to just kind of happen that week. It's uh, surprising. Indeed. You sound like you've been in a meeting today that's kind of, asking lots of questions and review. Um, What does review look like for you, Sharon? Uh, So for this particular meeting, um, it was to do with our Sunday mornings. We went multi-service after April of last year. Okay. Um, We've had a a few challenges along the way, mainly trying to figure out what timings work for New Life Church. Uh, We did a lot of research beforehand, asked a lot of other churches who were multi-site what was working for them and then discovered that we're quite unique for some reason. We haven't figured that out, but (laughs) for other churches, hasn't worked for us. Um, So we have settled on a pattern of timings, and it's not ideal, but it's okay. But actually, this meeting, we were just having a look at everything. It was almost like, um, yeah, we were looking at what's working really well, um, Mm -hmm. which is things like um, people feel very welcome when they come in. We've got a great welcome team. Uh, We're very friendly. And although the auditorium, we walked around it, we're like, gosh, the decor, it's blue, it's grey. It's (laughs) it's not particularly warm and friendly environment-wise. But actually, it doesn't feel like that on a Sunday morning. It feels very welcoming because there are people and kids and our teams all in bright green T-shirts and stuff. So, yeah, so it was a review of what is going really well. And that that was one of the highlights. Uh, But then we were just thinking, actually, what do we need to shake up? We've been doing Mm. this since April now. Um, What have we started to miss on Sunday mornings? And 
particularly for us, it was um, contributions from mm-hmm. um, our congregation. We've always put a lot of stock by. We want people to be prophetic. We want people to be bringing stuff. And that has kind of fallen by the wayside because we're now on a very tight timetable on a Sunday, yeah. two okay. services. Um, and then, yeah, just looking at some other things, you know, how do we how do we work with meeting house and worship team and preachers to tie it all together and yeah. and to, you know, our key goal is for people to encounter God when they come yeah. in the building, whatever age they are, to encounter yeah. God. So, yeah, yeah so we came That's up so with some quick wins and some also quite a few things where we're going, oh, that'll probably take two to three years to pull off. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've got to be realistic, isn't it? Because New Year brings kind of new, fresh ideas and enthusiasm and and some of those don't always make it do they pass the first month but um tell me a little bit about your multi-site stuff because i I think some of our listeners will be interested in that sharon how did you was it just literally you've run out of space and so you're going into a second service because of the size so before the pandemic hit we were multi multi Mm multi-site and then um when we came back, obviously it was a very slow return of people to the church. Uh, we actually let go of one of the buildings we were using because we were renting it and okay. it just wasn't working out for us um, post-pandemic. And then when we were like at the point of, should we go back to being multi-site again? We didn't have the leaders. We just didn't feel that that was actually the right thing for us at that point. So we decided to go multi-service. Yeah. And... Um, it was a huge task because um, you still need two sets of teams for most things, mm. although there were some saving points. So we decided we'd have the same preacher at both, the same worship team, the okay. same production team. So there's some very practical things we were like, no, we're going to ask people to serve twice yeah. on Sunday morning. And then there were other teams where we're like, actually, no, we can double up the teams. Mm. So huge challenge. The church uh, did rise to the challenge. Good. Really, really well. Um, the timings have proven interesting. We have gone, um, discovered that we are completely different to any other church in that everybody said your later service will be the one that will be really popular. Your early service okay. won't be. We're the exact opposite. Everybody right? wants to be here at 9.15 <laughs> and our 11.15 yeah, service yeah, yeah. We're going Oh, where is everybody? And particularly, uh, where are the youth? We thought the youth would love a later service. Yeah. Well, they're all in the first service. So. Yeah, I guess they want the rest of the day to hang out together, don't they? Yeah, so, so interesting yeah, challenges. So are you doing kids work at both of those, Sharon, or are you doing it just the first one? No, we do kids at both. We wow, have that's a challenge. Both. Um, what we're currently doing is the first 15 minutes, everybody is in the auditorium together for yes. work. And then the children and the youth go off to their own um, age groups. And yeah, yeah. yeah. but also we try and um, particularly with the kids that whatever's being preached on Sunday morning in the auditorium, they've got resources and we record videos for Mm -hmm. them. So it all ties together. So the idea is that our families, whichever service they come to, over Sunday lunch could talk about what's been going on in church. And they're all talking about the same thing. So yeah. largely yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think it's great, isn't it? It's a really good model to to do. And, and I, I love that. Yeah. I can imagine there's lots of families engaging at all sorts of different levels, but are on the same, yes. same scripture, the same topic. So um, yes. it's um it's I can imagine the administrative side of all of that is huge in terms yeah. of 
yeah, we decided to actually record teaching material for our two kids group ages. Yeah. So I can't remember how it split seven, I think. So we, we record a 10 minute video for each of the groups so that um, we're not relying on our volunteers coming in, trying to teach. Yeah. They're coming in, facilitating, <clears throat> encouraging, praying, building relationships. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've seen other multi-service um, churches that have had, you know, I, I guess parents who can enjoy the first one and then will stick on and serve in the second one. Or yes, and, and there's all different kinds of strategies, I guess, isn't there? Yes. Those things. How do <laughs> we rate for one, numbers? Serve at the other. Yeah, mm -hmm. quite a few people are happy to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's um, it's good. So the church has largely responded well. Then I guess to it. Yes, absolutely. It does seem to be working pretty well at the moment. So uh, I think uh, they like the flexibility of having yeah. a choice. So yeah. um, we do still have space issues because, okay. yeah, we're trying to figure out how do we encourage people to uh, move away from that earlier service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what do you guys do with tea and coffee in that now? Because you've got the turnaround and that that's... That, again, I can imagine is going to be a challenge, but that fellowship time is so important in church, isn't it? Yes. Again, that's where we were a bit restricted with the um, the space that we have available in our building. Mm -hmm. So we, the only place that we could do tea and coffee refreshments is the auditorium, which meant really we had no other option. Well, no, there was an option. What we landed on, we do it between the services Okay. So we encourage those who come to the first one to stay and those who are coming later to come early and have yeah. refreshments first. Again, it's um, it definitely works for those at the first service. Yeah, We're not so convinced that people are coming in for that community really time wrong. ahead of the first service. So, But at the moment, we don't really have the options. The other way would be we could go refreshments beforehand and then refreshments after but we don't have the team for that at the moment yeah. so yeah um yeah so we're, we're making the most of it it seems to be working all right but it's so true isn't it and i i, I love the uh the courage and I, I i love the faith there because we can you know the temptation for all of us as church administrators in our operations people is to do the same thing again and to repeat things and we found something that works so why change it but yeah. actually to change something and um, does take a little bit of courage and a bit of work doesn't it and um I, I love those challenges and i think the new year is a time to go away and really reflect and think what could we do differently and yes because um, yeah. actually one of the questions we were asking in the meeting just now uh, asking of ourselves was um after the second service people hang around for quite mm. a long time to chat mm. but there's no refreshments at that point so we're like you know what's the attraction it must just be that they want to be together yeah. so why do we need the refreshments in the middle yeah. um, to provide that but uh, there was quite a strong feeling that we still needed the refreshments <laughs> and actually we thought maybe we should actually ask people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to base our decisions on having run yeah. this long so yeah it's true does that change of services impact visitors or unbelievers Sharon do you think there's any strengths or weaknesses with that change I think what we're seeing is um visitors tend to come to the second service okay um also, we are still running online. Again, we're lots of questions about what we do with our online service. 
Um, but we think a lot of people tune in online, get a feel of who we are, okay. and and then we'll turn up and they come to the second service for some reason. Okay. I guess it's a bit later in the day, um, unless they've got kids, in which case there seems to be a huge attraction, yeah, the earlier one. But mm-hmm. um, I do know that actually this Sunday just gone, um, my son and my two grandkids were actually turned away at the first service from being in the kids group because they were five minutes too late to sign in and the group Ooh. that age was already full. So, okay. <laughs> and so that's you... been an administrative, big administrative change. We've actually had to enforce um, use some kind of ratio. Not the sign in. We've always had the yeah. sign in working because of um, safeguarding. Yeah. But actually, to say, people, if you're not here on time, we can't let you into the room. You'll have to wait for the second service and then sign in for that one and do that instead. So, yeah, which again, that was a bit of a we had a bit of grumbling initially, but now people seem to have accepted that's the way we operate. And yeah. actually, if it's up to them to decide to be on time, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, come to the later one if it's a struggle in the morning, isn't it? But, um, yes. yeah, yeah, I mean, we you, you get lots of um fussy parents, don't you? That I mean, if, if you start in quarter past 11 as your second one, then you're going so close to lunchtime, aren't you? And you, you yeah, you, for anybody with under fives, that's not a popular it's, slot, <laughs> it's not a popular thing. So, are you doing any evening services then after Sharon? Because I, I know lots of churches do. Are you just doing two mornings and that's that's we're the, just doing the two mornings, yeah. yeah. We Actually, we're watching another church in town who are a bit bigger than us, and um, they did set up an evening service, which we thought was a really good idea, and we were watching them to see how it ran. And uh, after about six months, they dropped it again. So right? we're like, if they couldn't pull it off, there's no way we could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but we're not a university town, which I think mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. So, mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're similar. All our universities seem to have been sold up and moved on. So every, all the students are directed towards Cardiff rather than Newport. And we, yeah, we find that age group a real challenge. And one of our priorities over the last year and, and will continue to be is how do we transfer this gospel to the next generation? Yes. Um, and that that kind of 18s to 25s age group are, are really, yeah, really hard to find and really hard to engage with, I think. Yeah, what we're finding, actually, I mean, that's one of the things that we celebrate is the number of people that we have in that age group. Mm. What we find is they're really willing to serve, which is fantastic. Mm. I mean, our most of our welcome team are in that age group. Quite a lot of our tech team are as well. Yeah, So willing to serve. But to get them to come some, to something where they're not serving... Okay. then yeah they've got better things to do which i okay. can't get my head around <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yeah, you know we is... celebrate the fact that they're, they're here and and really in, involved so mm-hmm. i guess maybe they they just really appreciate feeling needed yeah so, yeah so what are what are some of the um rhythms for new year for you sharon were, were you as a leadership team go away at some point or has that happened later in the year what does what does that normally look like yeah happens later in the year so um we changed our rhythm around quite a bit so um i think it's sort of march time we'll start thinking about um objectives for next year uh, budgets and all of that and then the senior team go away Uh, i think it's sort of april time Mm -hmm. to pin it all down and then uh, yeah then we're presenting the budget to trustees july for a september kickoff so okay yeah, ours is slightly different. Our year end is is December, so we're kind uh, yeah. of 
this this first few weeks back is you know carnage because you're trying to tie up all of last year make yes. sure you get all the expenses and everything in place and then you're trying to go away with i mean the most up-to-date information that you can because you want to go and decide on things that that where the budget just hugely affects everything so um so our yeah. team here the first two weeks back is just such you know focus and hard work to, to turn this around and say right we want to serve our leaders going on this retreat what do they need and how can we best inform them and yeah. um it, yeah. it is so it is heavy work we are having some preliminary conversations within teams so i'm leading the communications team now mm. there's so many things that we could shoot at mm. over the next 12 to 18 months and actually we we need to sit down next week and say right what are our priorities mm. uh because then we can start putting together plans and stuff so yeah. i think uh Communication in church is always the big one, isn't it? There's the sort yeah. of the everyday practical stuff that we're constantly trying to keep up to date on. But then we just, yeah, we're trying to get a lot of our training done through the communications team in terms yeah. of resources and all sorts yeah. of different things. And it's like, yeah, what do we shoot for first? Mm. So much good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've moved to all our um, training for volunteers and safeguarding stuff and all, all the work that we do in kind of to equip people into roles of service, if you like, is all now done through through a Moodle training site. And we've got videos that have done and people can log in and there's little kind of tests and stuff that they do to see if they've engaged with the material and policies that they need to read before they serve. And, and we, yeah, we've seen the church really engage with that. I think over 75 percent of engaged somehow with that we've been quite amazed but but actually giving people the opportunity to choose when they want to come rather than coming out on a, a cold wednesday night for training and some of it's relevant some of it's not you've got different people with different experience and years of service it's quite nice to do something online and and that's that's been one of our our joys this year to see that work well yeah oh it sounds like you're uh, slightly ahead of us in that then you're doing what we want to do <laughs> yeah it's it's been good and I, i'm happy for you to yeah ha have one of our logins and, and take a look at it sharon and yeah uh, i'd love to That'd we've be done really we've recently done some training on like um, behavior training and kids work and we've done you know signing in checking out all those things just trying to produce little videos and um and uh, our biggest thing from september was that we launched a new church app so with um subsplash a kind oh, of uh, okay. provider so very much a kind of discipleship tool a discipleship app so all our communication runs through this now and rather than sending an email or you know trying to do a facebook post or something we can do an app notification and um and i've been so surprised at how quickly the church have just jumped on board and gone okay this seems to work we love it Ah, that's really interesting because before the pandemic we had a subsplash app okay and we didn't get a lot of buy-in from the church, and so in the end, we got rid of it. Um, mm. but of course, since the pandemic, everybody's so used to being online now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's time to actually uh, go <laughs> <Come> back, back. <laughs> and <laughs> revisit that again. Yes, so, and, um, and I mean, it's it's an expensive option, isn't it? With without you know, I mean, everything now software moves to kind of a subscription-based model oh, and, yes. and subsplash is that similar sort of principle but we've been able to do our website and the app together and and just things like you update the app it automatically updates the website there's little joys you know little wins there that yeah. you know we've got to update it here we've got to update it here we've got to update it here and you're going no no it's all right you just do it once and it and it all seems to come together and um yeah our, our church has 
we found it yeah they've really engaged with the material we've got more people listening to messages more people we've put every message on since 2004 i believe um and so people have just had got you know 20 years of you know just material to to look yeah. at topics and it's um yeah. i've loved going back through the pastor's fashion you know 20 years <laughs> of fashion and you, you can flick through it and uh it's it's uh it's wild um yeah actually it's really interesting because the person who was preaching yesterday he actually asked that the question about online training as part of his sermon i can't remember why it was relevant but yes he did put your hand up if you've done an online training course in the last 12 months it was most of the church right (laughs) really Which okay, is really yeah. interesting that yeah everybody has adopted this and uh yeah. like you say who wants to come out to a building you know if it's snowing and to yeah. do an in-person course yeah when they can just log in and do it online yeah and i think we probably are behind the workplace in this aren't we because of you know cpd of professional development yeah. people are attending these things aren't they and and an online course is is so much cheaper than bringing someone together in in a kind of teaching classroom or conference situation isn't it so it yeah. it has really changed and um yeah we've got a lot to compete with that in the in a sense so um yeah fascinating things to to think about things ideas for the <laughs> future i think the reality is you just can't do it all can you no um, you can't but also the tools have just improved so yeah. much so yeah there's it's, so much uh, there to make it take advantage of now it is a blessing um Sharon, share with me a little bit about your um how how do you find your personal walk with God coming into the new year? Do you do you find it it gets interrupted or give us a little bit of insight into what what that's like for you? Okay, so um as a church, we decided to do as many services as we could fit in between Christmas and okay. New Year. So, <laughs> you know, we did look at the calendar and went, oh, it's really awkward because everything is on a Sunday and yeah. <laughs> we're two services. So um so christmas eve which was a sunday we just did one morning okay. service then we did christmas day then oh wow new year's eve we did one yeah. morning and then we do a crossover service so there was a lot of services going on a lot mm. of build up towards it i managed this year to not be heavily involved in the christmas new year services yeah. themselves yeah um, but obviously running comms, so it's really yeah. full on. So actually what I did, I got to um, New Year's Eve and was like, I just need some headspace. I have spent so long, at least six months, probably longer, because we've had a leadership transition, just reacting to everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I took New Year's Eve and New Year's Day as like a mini retreat at home. My husband was serving here at church, so he was out. Yeah. <laughs> okay peace and quiet I then just, i just spent two days with god and it was yeah. fabulous because um you know when you sit down with god and just say well hey just i'm here you know let's yeah. just spend some time together <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was just really refreshing but suddenly all these ideas started coming into yeah. my head i was writing yeah all yeah. Sorts of, oh i hadn't thought of that i hadn't thought of that yeah so so for me that was incredibly valuable but actually it's made me think I really need to keep doing that. I need yeah. to shift from reacting to stuff to being proactive mm. and actually protecting my time to be able to do yeah. that. So 
But apart from anything, it's exhausting being reactive all the yeah, time. So. It is. And I think more and more I've realised, Sharon, is that in, in our roles, we need that creativity, don't we? Oh, creativity absolutely. just comes through in so many different ways that yes. if you don't have that space and you're overloaded, creativity just goes out the window. I, I'm yes. I'm absolutely you know shocked how quickly I lose that. And um, yeah, we want there to be that kind of ingredient of, yeah, how can we make this better? What could we do? How can we engage people? Um, being creative with our finances, with our budgets, with our, um, yeah, with our programs. And it sounds like you've had to do that hugely with time and how we, how much time are we putting into this and, and yes. all our comms stuff to try and make engaging and, and um, it, yeah, it's so, so important, isn't it? Just thinking about, I do the notices every week. How can I make those fresh this year? What does that look like to yeah. gauge people that they don't just get up? Oh, Gavin's getting up and oh, it's on the app anyway, so I don't need to listen. But what what am I communicating? How can I communicate our heart differently? Um, and how can we engage visitors even in that time more effectively? So it's, yeah, I need that space and time to think about it. Otherwise, we just do the same thing on repeat. Yes. Also, I had a really interesting time uh, in the run up to Christmas. So uh, we restructured our staff team across the yeah. year, um, employed quite a few new people. But on the back of that, we then needed to shuffle everybody around the offices. So okay. we put people into back into teams that they were working with rather than, I mean, it was ridiculous. I was running comms. My office was at one end of the building. My comms team were at the other. And <laughs> it's good for my step count. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms of being involved with my team, it was really quite rubbish. Yeah, but what yeah. I realized was the number of things where I was being told, Oh, you can't move that lap, um, you know, that desktop computer mm. um, because it's used for blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and I'd be going, are you sure about that? And mm. it turned out, actually, no, there was no good reason to not move it. Oh, you can't use this space. There isn't a radiator. Well, there was a radiator, but it was behind something else. And <laughs> it's just simply going on all the time. Every time somebody said to me, you can't, and I said, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> the reasons were just <laughs> legacy things that made sense maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. But now we're just nonsensical. So, which made me just, I am so... I'm suddenly a new fan of why, 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 yeah. why, why? <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this? Yeah, why yeah. are we doing this? And some of it is, oh yeah, there's a really good reason. And yeah. some of it is, no, there's a really good reason five years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I mean, moving offices, restructuring staff, that is a big piece of work in itself, isn't it? Oh, and you've been doing yeah. that during the Christmas run, run up and season. We did it in the run up to Christmas. Oh, it was man. crazy. But yeah, on the other hand, the huge benefit of we come back into the new year, everybody's yeah. in their teams, everybody's had a break yeah. uh, and are refreshed. And like I say, we're all in this sort of, right, what we're we doing this year, there's an air of excitement yeah. around it because suddenly it's all in place. So it's worth the pain yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah 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 there's yeah i think that's right we want there to be that sense of anticipation that god's going to do something that faith that god's going to be working again this year isn't it you know he he longs yes. and loves to save people and and he's going to use us this year in that process yes um and and that's exciting to look forward to isn't it that what are we going to be celebrating at the end of next year um at the end of the year when we're, we're coming back again um yeah, I, I love it. And um, yeah, grace upon grace. We need lots of help, don't we? And um, Oh, yes, lots of grace. A good sense of humour. I mean, yeah. I, I did have to uh, laugh a little bit. So um, my stuff from my old office got moved down to the new office. Yeah. And uh, most of it I put labels on. But uh, 
Um, I labeled the desk. It's like this desk goes, but I didn't label my chair. Oh, no. I didn't label the telephone on the desk. And so then uh, it all got moved while I was away for a couple of days. When I came in, it took me about three hours to find my chair. The team that oh, moved God. it were like, well, we didn't know what to do with the chair. Uh, <laughs> I was like, so I had to laugh. And then it, it with took, the desk. Yeah. Then it took me ages to find my phone. Oh, joy. <laughs> but hey, it's all returned. But yeah. So I think, yeah, as administrators, we have to just keep keep laughing. We do. There's there's a real need to be patient, isn't it? And to <laughs> not not take ourselves too seriously in the yes. it, isn't it? That is so true. Um, well, to, to finish off, Sharon, love to hear you've got a conference running for church administrators. I know you've got a real heart to to serve and equip as I have. Um, and um you're part of the Catalyst um sphere, aren't you, with New Frontiers? Yes. Fill us in about your, your conference. Tell us a little bit about what's happening. Yes, so um, one of the hats I wear is I am the sphere administrator for Catalyst, which is something I absolutely love. Uh, mainly I'm sort of the glue, keeping it all together because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Catalyst is quite big and, uh, you know, we oper- operate relationally, yeah. which is fabulous. We get so much done oh, because yeah. of it. But actually connecting everybody together is a huge challenge. But, mm-hmm. yeah, what I realised was we hadn't run a conference or a gathering for our administrators um, since before the pandemic. Mm. And there was, you know, one or two people had said to me, you know, any chance of doing that? I really miss it. We've got some new people, you know, yeah. it's like four years now, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Team yeah. Who were like, oh, I've never been on one. So yeah, I shoved one in the diary. <laughs> and uh, Love it. And, yeah. So it's coming up on the 8th of February. And yeah. uh, deliberately kept the program quite open at the moment because I want people to tell me you know what's your pressing need at the moment and two or three people have started to message me with you know it's this it's that it's the other so um yeah so we'll be running that uh it's um a day here 8th of February here in Milton Keynes New Life Church and uh and it's open to anybody so hopefully you know the administrators from across Catalyst will come. Well, it'll be Catalyst UK because Catalyst is now huge international organisation. But yeah, yeah, our UK administrators. But anybody else that would like to come would be most welcome. So ah, brilliant! It's a Thursday, the- isn't it? A Thursday daytime, ten till yeah. four. Um, yeah. These are great, and I know lots of lots of elders and leaders and ministers. They get a chance to go to conferences, um, and uh, administrators. We, you know, a time away from the office into some good teaching, into some good fellowship, making new connections is so, so worthwhile. Um, So let me let me encourage you, as Sharon is, to to get along to this conference. Uh, You can sign up online through the Catalyst uh, New Frontiers website, can't you? Yes. Um, Yeah. And um, the cost is 20 pounds. And I mean, that is a, a bargain for a day's conference. Yeah, 20 quid, and we'll provide a light lunch and along with that. And, you, well. and you're feeding everyone as well. Well, wow. <laughs> incredible. Um, so, yeah, please check out that that link. And, um, yeah, please uh, please come along to that. I'm sure it'll be of huge, huge benefit. And, um, yeah, we'll look forward to maybe we'll follow up with you after the conference and um, yeah, find out a little bit how it went. We'd love to, to find out more. So um, um, that sounds great. So, well, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Thank you, Sharon, for coming on and telling us all about what's happening in your world and and it's great to hear you and i love that the faith and the enthusiasm that you bring to this is a delight so um 
If you've got any questions, listeners, and you want to engage with Sharon more, or you've got something for the church office, then uh, please get in, please get in contact at questions at thechurchoffice.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you, love to engage, and to uh, to serve you if there is in any way that we can. Uh, please check out the website for new uh, documents, for new policies, for new articles, things there to encourage you in your work. And uh, we pray pray this is a, a real blessing to you. All right, take care, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Sharon. Great. Thanks, Kevin. (laughs) Bye-bye.